0: Okay, um, well, what I want to do today is speak on Psalm 23. If you want to turn your swords to Psalm 23, and that is what I'm going to be speaking on. I know you've heard people speak on it before, but it is such a beautiful message. It, it, we could listen to it every day all the time. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, discussing today, and um, I hope you have your swords with you, your Bibles with you, amen, turn to it, and when we come back from listening to this beautiful song, we will discuss it, amen, how's that, amen. God's grace and mercy, you can't beat it, there's nothing that can beat it. God's grace. Grace is receiving something that you don't deserve, which we all do. None of us are perfect, right? And uh, God's mercy is not receiving something (laughs) that we do deserve. And every time I think of that word, I think about court. You're standing in court. You know you're guilty for something, right? But then the judge looks at you and says, case dismissed, you're free. Okay, And this is what God, as long as you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and Jesus is your Savior and he is your lawyer, you have nothing to worry about God's grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for keeping us yet and that we're still here another day. Those of us that made it, Father God. I pray for each and every person. They have your grace, your mercy, your favor, and I pray that we grow inside from the inside out each and every day and that we cast our flesh to the side and away. And we allow your Holy Spirit to teach us what we need to know to make it in this world to be victorious. The only way that we can be victorious is through you, through your wisdom and your guidance and, and and we thank you for that, Father God. I, I ask that I'm s I am am asked that you um heal those people that are going through operations and, 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 and reparations and restorations and those in hospitals, those in homes and, and uh just people's regular homes in their relationships with their husbands or wives and, and their their family, their children. And, Father God, bless each and every one of us to know more and more and want to know more and more of you. Use me as I deliver your word today in this beautiful Psalm 23. And we bless David for leaving it to us, Father God, in Jesus' holy name. And we lift up all the prayers that we have received, and we give them to you, because that is the best thing to do, and only you know how to handle them. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Amen, amen. You know this has been an awesome weekend for me. I didn't say not without wrestling because last night I wrestled with something. The devil was messing with me last night. I, I, I. It had to be God that allowed me to sleep. There was a lot going on there, and um, you know He, He knows His time is short, and He tries to mess with people as much as He can. And so when that, when your time comes, when this happens, and, and something's just trying to, to rob you of your peace, just pray. Just pray. You know, I can, I pray myself to sleep. You know, God gives us comfort. He sent us the comforter. Amen. Just pray. Leave it up to God. Amen. But I had a beautiful day yesterday with some uh, fellow people that I am in business with, uh, and we had an awesome, awesome time. It was so good. I want to do it again today. <laughs> so, you know, so God is good and um there was prayer going on. There was more going on at that meeting than than the norm. But whenever Jesus's folks step in, things change. Amen. It was gorgeous. We had a beautiful time. Hallelujah. And for those of you that didn't that were invited and didn't get a chance to make it, we prayed for you anyway. God bless you. Maybe next time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, and uh, I would like to. Um, Uh, send a special shout out to um, Ed and Gloria. They know who they are. Amen. Ed and Gloria and Raina. Uh, Raina, you're beautiful. God bless you. And send a special shout out to the gladiators. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's get started. Amen. Amen. Who is your shepherd? Okay, we understand what Psalm 23 is, um, unless someone's on that never heard of it, but you are going to hear about it today. Amen. Who's your shepherd? Who's leading you? That's what a shepherd does. A shepherd leads people. Are you needing anything today? That is a very, very important question. Listen, are you content with what you have? Or are you always, you know, there's some people who are always, they call them needy, always needing something, always wanting something, never seeming to be content, never seeming to have enough. God blesses them with A, they need B. He gives them B, they need C. He gives them C, they need D. And it goes on and on, and it just loops around and around and around and around. But what God wants us to be is comfortable. He wants us to be content. In all things, and and allow Him to bless us. Amen. You know, it reminds me. Years ago, when my kids were small, I used to always try to. um, I I used to always try to um, uh, surprise them with a cake. Every now, You know, every now and then I wanted to bake them a cake. While they were outside playing or whatever at their friend's house or something, I wanted to bake a cake. And for some strange reason, the kids always came in and said, what you doing? Oh, you making a cake? And you're like, it was supposed to be a surprise, you know. And this is what God is like with us. He has surprises for us. He has beautiful blessings for us. But if we're always nebbing and we're always asking, and Lord this, Lord that, you know, you're kind of like, I hate to say it, kind of. I hate to say the word spoiling the surprise, but he wants to bless us. Allow God to bless you, Amen. So, who is your shepherd? Who's leading you? Do you trust that person? Do you trust him? Do you trust that thing? Well, you can trust God, Jehovah Roi. Really. That means Jehovah. That means God, your shepherd. Amen. What or who is leading you? Here's what David said about it. We're going to study what David, the King David nonetheless said about it come listen and enjoy okay i hope you're sitting back with your word with your bibles with your drink whatever maybe even some of you are eating your breakfast (laughs) amen first one says the of uh psalm 23 verse one says the lord is this is not but wait before i start reading in your mind imagine a shepherd boy in the hills with green grass because he's a good shepherd okay there's no yellow and brown grass around right god leads us to green grass because he's an awesome shepherd <laughs> he's not going to give you hay you're, you're not a horse you're not eating hay you're you're a sheep you feed people amen he's going to lead you to the green grass and that's spoken of so many times in the bible where jesus had people in a wilderness. And and all of a sudden, out of the blue, he told them to sit down. And they sat, and the Bible says they sat down in the green grass, not on dry land, not on sand, not on dirt, but God leads us to green grass. Amen. And he wants you to eat. David's in, in the hills with these sheep, and he's feeding them well. He's taking them around from hill to hill. When they eat up the, the grass on one, he takes them to another hill because he's a good shepherd. He doesn't want to kill the hills, right? He doesn't want to kill the grass. So when his sheep eat off of one hill, you know, when, however long it takes, months or weeks or whatever, later he leads them to another one. Okay, he, he's in this ecosystem, so to speak. Okay, that's what a good shepherd does. He leads you to good parts. So when you ha- if you have to come back. It's grown up ready for you again. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, David says. He's sitting here with his harp, focusing on the Lord. This is what a lot of us need to do. Focus on the Lord. Don't take your focus off of God and don't allow anything else to come into your mind and remove your focus from the Lord because you will fall. And I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but the reason shepherds keep up with sheep and go back, leave the 99 and go back and get the one, as the Bible says, is because if that one sheep falls over, a sheep can die. If they fall over and they can't get up, they can literally lay there and die. And a shepherd has to go and pick them up. Amen? So David's sitting there with his heart, loving on the Lord, filling him. He fills him in his heart. He loves the Lord so much. He's seen him. David has killed, what, lions and Lord only knows what all he had to slay out there to keep his sheep alive, right, to be a good shepherd. And so the love of God, the trust in his heart that he has for God is coming out in the song, S-O-N-G, okay? And he says the Lord, Lord, you're my shepherd. I will not want. I don't. I need for nothing. Now, he's out there in the wilderness, okay, well, on the hills, okay, and he has his sheep with him. He's not worried about, notice he's not worried. He didn't say, I need a new suit. Or can I have another pair of sandals, you know? Or or um, can I have a steak this time to go with my eggs or my, you know, he, he's or, or or my macaroni and cheese. He's content. He's content with what God has given him. He's content with his um, role. I was going to say job. That's not a good word. He's content with the role that God has given him. When when you do good with a little, God can trust you with more, with much. Okay. So he's doing good with the little. And then verse 2 says, he maketh me to lie down. Now, notice how this is written. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Notice he's singing probably to God, but he's singing it in a way where the people, thousands of years behind him will know who he's talking about. He's singing it for God to us, if that makes any sense. He, he doesn't say you. He says the Lord is, and he, he maketh me to. See, he's leaving. Um, uh, uh, he's leaving a legacy to us. He's he's speaking to us, and didn't even know us yet. Okay, he says he leads me to. He uh, maketh me to lie down in green pastures. As I said before, healthy, healthy. God will always lead you to good health. God wants His people in good health. So that thing that's trying to bother you was not sent by him to aggravate you. The enemy wants to aggravate you. The enemy wants to steal your peace. The enemy wants to steal your joy. God's not going to do that to you. He, leaves me, uh, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. Let's look in John, John 9 and John 10. And then You see we're in Psalm, right? Psalm 23. Let's go to the New Testament even. John 9 and John 10, it says, uh, and then listen, you're going to hear um, things that are uh, like one another, the two, the scriptures. I am, they're similar. I am the door by me. If any man enters in, he shall be saved and and shall go in and out and circle, find pasture. See, Jesus is telling you right there, he's the shepherd. He is your shepherd. And you will find, he said, you'll go in and out, and you'll find pasture. That is spiritual food. You stick with him and stick with the word, and you will have spiritual food you'll want for nothing. And also, let's read 10, John 10.10. It says, the thief come not but for to steal and kill and to destroy. What was I just saying about your joy and 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 your peace, right? He comes to kill and destroy. He says, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Watch 11. I am. Okay? I am. I like to put a capital A on here when I'm typing. I am. (laughs) He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Having a pastor's heart, he gives his life for the sheep. Amen? Amen. And this is what David did, and God kept him. Now, we all know that there's a lot of animals that are much stronger than a human. David shut up the mouths of lions for his sheep. The good shepherd, that is a good shepherd. And verse 3, are you restored? Is God doing restoration in your life? Do you see it? Do you see things changing in your life, especially as you get older? Those people that you couldn't stand when you were younger and they couldn't stand you, are you beginning to speak to them now? You're finding yourself waving at them or maybe speaking to them on a the phone in the background or something. God is doing a new thing. He is restoring that which the canker worm has eaten. Keep your eyes open for it. I want you to do this. I see it in my own life. I see it, my little. I was on the phone the other day, talking with someone. We're talking with a loved one, and there was someone in the background. Before we just didn't, you know, we had our days. We just didn't hit it off for years, and all of a sudden, the person speaking in the background on a telephone conversation, and I'm speaking back with them. You know, we're using the person in the middle, but then the thought hit me: we are literally. The the relationship is restored somewhat. God's doing a new thing, and I just let it roll. I'm going to be honest with you, it felt great. (laughs) It feels better to get along with somebody than it does to hate that person for years because how can you hate somebody else? How do you have something against somebody else? And we're not perfect, right? Amen, amen. Restoration, he restores my soul. God restores my soul. Okay, our soul. Be, uh, he leadeth me in what? The wrong way? Wickedness? Darkness? No, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. For his namesake what kind of god what kind of father would he be if we if he took us all the wrong way all of those people all I, I hate to say this but you people that are listening and you're doing something you know you have no business doing or you're going to places you know you is not righteous you know you're not supposed to be there god sees you and you better stop 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 repent the problem with today is that um, Christianity, I hate to say, has not has not been preaching repentance the way that we should because everybody's afraid to be religious, okay? We know we don't want to go back to the law, but there is a thing called we must repent of our ways. You cannot hold hands with the devil and Jesus at the same time. Sooner or later, you got to let one of them go, amen? That's what repentance is. You know, whether you use words or not, sooner or later you've got to let one of those hands go. Okay, it, hopefully you let go of the hand of the devil if you know something is wrong, if you know something's not godly. If you know you're not representing the kingdom of heaven, let it go and don't miss it because God leads you in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. He God, In other words, God is going to use you to prove to other folks that need to see you doing his thing. He's going to prove that he has victory over anything, fleshly, earthly, heavenly. God has victory over. He, he, he created everything. He's the only one that can lead you the right way, down the correct path. Amen right paths. He's a divine leader. What that, and there are so many people in this world nowadays. They, you know, I, I really – it kind of scares one to think of all the people who think that they're um, being Christian, you know, they're in Christianity, and, and, and they're not. They actually have earthly leaders. They're listening to earthly voices. They're listening to the flesh. They're listening to people who have fallen, easily will fall, or people who just have don't have enough righteous experience in their lives to teach somebody else how to live. So we have to be careful who we follow, who we listen to. You know, be very – and and figure out what their MO is. is listen, it, okay, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to let you be my shepherd, but are you going to lead me in the path that Jesus took? Or are you going to lead me in your own path? Do I have to follow you, or are you going to teach me to follow Jesus? And if they teach you not to follow them and their ways and what they would and would not do, and they teach you to follow Jesus – you got yourself a good shepherd. Amen. A good shepherd wouldn't say, well, I would do this and I would do that. WWJD, what would Jesus do? They'd go into the Word. Let's find out what our big brother would do. Okay, and they're searching through this, and they find your answer for you. All right? Yea, though I walk, Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, though I walk through... The valley of the shadow of death: I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen, Amen. When you're walking through something just have you ever gone through something where you didn't even know if you was going to get out of it? It was that bad. You didn't know how this thing was going to end. Did you ever walk through something that was either killing your character? Or, or just just messing you up somehow. Your family, your name, your job, your finances, your relationships. Okay, don't fear anything. Don't look on the outside. Don't look at them. As I saw one time in a movie, is don't don't look at them. You know, just keep straight on the path. Don't look at all the monsters that are on the outside of the path that God is leading you on. Okay. Because he's with you. you could be walking down. Okay? Everybody that walks down the path with God is not going to see daisies and roses. OK? And they're not going to smell the beautiful scent of what we call I call bees trees, the Japanese privet bushes, which are very, very fragrant. Okay, sometimes you're going to see some monsters on the left, and you're going to see some monsters on the right, and you're going to see some fangs and teeth and gnashing and gnarling, as the Bible says, of evil people and evil things. Stay on that path. Okay? And and if you are following the Jehovah Rapha, uh, Rohi, sorry about that, if you're following Jehovah Rohi, some people say Rohi, Okay, the, the the good shepherd, okay? He's not gonna let like David per oh my like David protected the sheep, he's gonna protect you. Watch this. You can go to them. You hear what I'm saying? You can you can get off of that sidewalk, you can get off of that little path or whatever. You can go to them. If you're if you're tempted to go to them, I would suggest you don't. But they can't come to you. That's why you can't pay attention to what you see. That's why God told Samuel, when Samuel saw David, and he said, surely, Lord, this isn't the king. This isn't the one you've chosen. And God told him. God, God told Samuel. He said, don't look on the outside. I look on the inside. You're going to see things with your eyes. You're going, to, like I said, you're going to see the weeping and gnashing of teeth. You're going to see people screaming out and crying and cussing at you and every other thing trying to intimidate you. So that's what the spirit of intimidation does. But you can go to it if you want to. If you let it bother you that much, that's your business. I'm not going. If I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep walking, and if you happen to get off of that path, I'm going to keep walking. You're, you're, you're gone. You made your, you made that decision, but they cannot touch you. It's going to look like they can, and sometimes you might feel a little air as they're, as they're slashing at you, trying to grab your shoulders and trying to grab your. But, but you know what? God got your back. God has your front, and He got your sides too, <laughs> and the top and the bottom. Amen. You might feel a little air, but they cannot touch you. Amen. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know, I will fear no evil. That reminds me of the house built on sand. Amen. If, you, if you're fearing the evil that is coming to you in your life, you're on sand, sinking sand. You're not built properly. You're the foundation, and your life is not proper. Prayer, fasting... Okay, giving, tithing, whatever you want to call it, amen, you got to have that foundation in your life. If you don't have that foundation, there's going to be a hole. And I was telling somebody just the other day, there was a song that says uh, there's a a hole in this old building, and I got to move, I think that's how it says. Yeah, you don't want a hole in your building, amen. <laughs> You don't, you want to have that foundation. This is why you practice, practice, practice on being a Christian, on living right. The more, It's true. Practice makes perfect. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. Thou, let me see. Um, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runs over, runneth over. God will prepare you believe the word. I was going to say, trust me, but don't trust me. Trust God. Amen. Believe the word is going to God is going to prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. Everybody that laughed at you, all those people that didn't believe in you, those people that said you couldn't do it, those people said you didn't have the capabilities of being something or someone great all those people that just didn't have faith in you, God is going to build a table a table of beautiful things, okay? And you are going to sit at, there's a, you ha, he has a seat at the table for you. And the stuff on that table is going to be so beautiful and so awesome. These people that didn't believe in you are going to cry because they weren't invited. Because why? They weren't invited because they didn't trust you in the first place. They didn't have trust in you. They didn't believe in you. And and some people didn't even believe you were a believer. Oh, I knew him when, I knew her when. People are still doing it to me today. I knew when she used to yeah, you know, and they bring up stuff that I did thirty five, forty something years ago, guys. Let it go. That God has changed us. When you're a believer, even if you change a teensy bit at a time, you're changing. If you're changing one tenth of an inch a day, you know you're ch- one hundredth of an inch a day. You're changing. It doesn't make a difference. You're still not as you, as you were the day before. God's doing it. Doesn't the Bible say God's doing a new thing? He's doing a new thing in you. And all of these people, when they act like – I feel, I tell people this, look, if so, I don't care how much they smile on your face. I don't care how friendly they try to act. If there's something going on between you and that person and they're acting like they're your enemy, and even if you sometimes can't prove it to other people that you don't believe they're on your side – your mind's not going to lie to you. Your heart's not going to lie to you. They act like the enemy. God's going to treat them like they're your enemy. Amen? <laughs> you know, it's sad to say that, but it's true. These people that act like they're our enemies, God it treats them like they're our enemies. And sometimes this is why things happen to you. And, and the person, you ever have you ever, look, you ever have something happen in your life and, and you could tell somebody, you're not like, no matter what they say, they're not like really happy about it? Because they're not <laughs> jealousy. That green-eyed monster steps in. That you got something. You know, it, it was supposed to be theirs. They're covening. You can't have that. Well, how did so and so get a new car? And I've been praying for one for ten years because you have an evil heart. And God heard so and so. So-and-so stays in contact with the Lord. They have a closer relationship than you do. While you were coveting and being evil and wanting something somebody else had, the other person was praying for you. See? When a person acts like your enemy, they are. Don't second-guess it. And God is going to show them something one day where they're going to wish they didn't. Amen? He blesses you right in front of people's faces. And they're like, well, we were harassing her to death. We was harassing her to death, and we we did this, and we did that, and how is she still standing? (laughs) What did Elton John say? I'm still standing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And the harder they try, the harder they're going to fall, and the the longer they're going to have to sit there and watch you eating that good food at that table. Amen. Vegetables, fruit, meat, and all, and wine. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spiritual feasts. You know, some people can have a natural feast. Some people can have a lot of food. And they can have nice parties and gatherings and blah, blah, blah. But how are they spiritually? Like I said, don't look on the outside. What's going on on the inside? Okay, you can have, there's some people, you can you could look good, you could be beautiful, you could be handsome, you can have more money than me, you can have a better house than me and a better car than me. I might not even have a car, right? You might have some things I don't have, but what are you looking like on the inside? What's going on down in there? <laughs> God's blessing me spiritually. I know where I'm going. I'm not attached. There's no strings attached here. When is my time to go? I want to go. I tell people, and I'm saying it publicly right now if anything happens to me, God forbid, I'm not looking for it, and neither am I planning it. But if anything happens to me, no heroics. And the only reason I was thinking about getting a tattoo, but I don't like tattoos. I was going to get a tattoo on my shoulder that says, no heroics. Let me go. Look, I'm telling you right now, if anything happens to me and y'all call yourself doing a miracle and bringing me back to the to Columbia Gas and, 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 and the, the Duquesne Light and the, the sewage company, if y'all bring me back to this stuff, I'm going to haunt you. I'm, t- I'm telling you, let me go because I know where I'm going. Amen. And in verse 6, the last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter what happens, you have super abundance. Amen? No matter what happens, uh, goodness and mercy is going to follow you all the days of your life. God's going to be with you. God, look, here, here's how God is. God is so awesome. You know, God always thinks of everybody, let's say, for instance, um, I'll use a measure. I know this sounds kind of odd, but let me use a measure. let's say, hey, let's say you you ask God for a half a cup of sugar, okay He said, Lord, I need a half a cup of sugar, okay, so when God gives you the sugar, he gives you um two and a half cups and it's overflowing it's over it's flowing over your 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 little tin can your little cup thing, right. Okay, You know why he does that? He gives you super abundance because he's not just thinking about you needing sugar. He's thinking about your neighbors. He's thinking about your neighborhood. He's thinking about your family, your kids. He's thinking about your government. He's thinking about the place where you uh, – the, the country in which you live. And I see here we've got people from different countries. God, praise, praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what he, he – doesn't just give you half a cup because you ask him for half a cup. God is awesome. God is good. Let me see something. Um, I don't understand why I have this written here. But um, let me check something out here. I have Job 42.10 written here, and Job is an awesome – let me see if that's right. Sometimes I write notes and I write them wrong, and let me see what Job 42.10 says, okay? Let me see if it's right. Yeah? Yeah, Job 42.10. And it says, and the Lord – yeah, okay (laughs) – And we all know Job went through some mess. He even lost his kids. And Job was rich. He lost everything. The devil told God, Job's going to turn. If I hit Job with some stuff, he's going to turn his back on you because he just loves you because you give him a lot of stuff. Watch what happened. Job got everything back because he stuck with God. He stayed on the path. Job 42.10 says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he what? Prayed for his friend. See? Overabundance. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> what you getting? What you getting? So, look, the business that I'm in, I don't want to go too deep, but the business that I'm in, it's the kind of business where you you get blessed by helping other people. When you get into it, you just can't stay into it by yourself, or you are going to feel very, very alone. The more people we help, the more we get blessed. It's like a Job 4210 business, and we get back more than what we asked for. And this is what God wants us to do. It actually – the business that I'm in is a godly principle. You help other people. The more people you help, the better you do. See? So, yeah, i end it like that speaking of psalm twenty three uh uh yeah psalm twenty three the Lord is your shepherd who all are you helping or are you just allowing him to shepherd you by by yourself because you're so special that you beat everybody else and and nobody else is getting any of this <laughs> how you thinking where's your mind? are you helping other people amen are you helping other people with the blessings That God is helping you with. Why do you think he is doing this for you? So that you can bring other people along. Jesus died for everybody. Guess what? Jesus died for the people that you can't stand the most. Jesus died for people that you don't like. People that you disagree with. People that you'll never speak to again. He died for all of them. Choose a few. Choose a lot. If you can, choose a lot. Amen. You don't want to scare people away, but make sure you are telling other people about this good thing that you found in Jesus Christ. So, you know, look, you plant seeds. You remember when we were in school, we talked about Johnny Appleseed? This is what you are. You guys, you are a Johnny and a Johnnetta Appleseed. Plant those seeds, darling. Amen. Amen. Are you saved? Everybody's listening to this today. Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Are you ready to plant those seeds? Are you ready for him to hand you the bag of seeds? I want to give you a bag of seeds today. Repent of your evil ways. Y'all know you're doing wrong. We know when we're doing wrong, okay? There's no ignorance there. We know what we're doing. Yeah, we're ignorant, (laughs) you know, by not accepting Jesus Christ. So listen, if you want to repent and throw everything So far away that it can't be gotten again, just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Repeat it. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross and rose just for me. You rose with witnesses just for me. I accept you as my Savior, my leader my rohi, my shepherd, my Lord, my teacher, and my guide. Thank you, Jesus, and I love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you just said that, welcome to the body of Christ. Now, there there's imperfections. We're not perfect yet. So if you happen to see something... Give it a chance. Pray for him, okay? Because none of us are perfect. But welcome to the body of Christ. Start reading the Word. Start studying about Him. It's never too late to de- look. If you accepted Him right now, and uh, let's say it's I got quarter to eleven EST, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania time, okay? You accepted Him just now, quarter to eleven EST on what uh, June twenty third, two thousand nineteen, and if He comes at quarter to two. EST, June 23rd, 2019, you're in. And everything that you did before this moment, the Bible says God throws it as far as the east is from the west baby cakes. It's gone. Do not go back with a shovel and dig it back up, because if you do, that shows that you intended to dig it back up when you put your hands on that shovel. Let it go. Amen, let it go, live free. Begin, look, 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 start to practice being free. We've been hearing this word freedom coming up a lot lately. I've been hearing it from a lot of different avenues. So God's trying to tell us something. God wants us to be free. Start practicing freedom. If you had uh, a crutch, I'll use that word. If you had a crutch up until this moment, try to drop it. You'll still be able to walk. You don't need that crutch. Try to drop. Just drop it. Watch what happens. You'll still. We you might even walk better. The crutch might have been holding you back. Oh, that's a word. That's a word for somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And go find yourself a Bible believing, the kind of church that um, teaches the Old Testament and the New Testament, and they know, and the pastor, the look. The, 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 the shepherd knows how to put them both together he knows why the old testament happened and why the new testament okay is has happened okay find a church that knows the word teaches the word and you also want to find a church where the pastor is not the star but the shepherd we're not looking for entertainers amen the pastor is not the star but jesus is no matter how nice they look no matter what kind of car they drive no matter what they do how they talk nothing that they make jesus first and then they show a little authority because that's what shepherds do they show a little authority they don't hurt people they don't push the sheep over they pick them up amen Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says everybody to get saved, the angels are celebrating in heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you, and I thank you for coming out today. And until the next time we meet, stay. don't look outside of that path. Stay on your path. If nobody else is with you, and sometimes it might feel a little lonely, a little boring, whatever you want to call it, stay on that path. Don't fall for the shiny stuff. Amen. Amen. Reverend, see signing out.